Hey everybody, uh, this episode of The Horror Show is brought to you by Myrna and Brandon. They donated over at patreon.com slash I hate horror. I just wanted to give a heads up. Some technical issues we're still working through with the remote recording. I promise we will have these ironed out. You can still hear crickets. Joe's levels are a little bit better. We we fixed that a little bit. Still needs some work. Um, and I need to get Joe something so he stops moving around the fucking microphone stand making noise. So I'm going to do all of that. But more importantly, this Friday, Orlando at the Falcon Bar uh, downtown Orlando. Come check us out. 9 p.m. We're doing Manos Hands of Fate live. Uh, it's like a meet and greet type of thing. Just like a get together with horror show fans. So come on out, say hi, and uh, listen to us do a show. And uh, we will be at Horror Nights on Thursday night. Um, special guests of Horror Nights. So, um, and then uh, Friday, I think Friday during the day and Saturday all day, we'll be at Universal Parks. Um, so find us if you're out there. Uh, and if not, suck it. Uh, next up is Ghost House 1988. It was a trip. Hello everybody and welcome to the Horror Show, show that dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. What's up, Joe? What's going on? We got a bunch to talk about outside of uh, Ham Radio, the movie. <laughs> um, Good. This movie, oh, dude, this movie is so fucking bad. This movie is so fucking bad. Um, I, I, I it's so fuck. Did you like it or no? Uh, I didn't hate it. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, it's terrible, but I, it, I, I didn't hate. It. I mean, I didn't hate the beginning, but then, man, they just kind of nothing, <laughs> dude. The the bat the. Uh, the uh, the villain appears with four minutes left in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. And is dispatched within moments. <laughs> um, spoilers. Um, so, but um, I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say. I don't know. Movies, dude, movies like this are, there's like a whole genre of just shitty Italian horror. Yeah, and they all play. They all play out the same. They all look the same. Dude, 100%. They're like they're like perfectly fine for like if you're gonna throw it on for the background, like because the gore scenes are pretty sweet. Yeah. Oh, um, if you're looking for like a, if you're looking for like an enticing, well written movie, you're an asshole if you choose this. <laughs> this is facts. This is facts. It's very Italian. Um, I mean, I haven't really gone. I mean, I guess I have, but. Like Giallo films, I've really stuck to the uh, you know the, the the basics, the classic directors and things like that. But dude, they really do fucking all play out the same. Like they even have like the same sets and shit. Like this was the same set as um. Well, this isn't Giallo, but I do get what you're saying. Uh, this is the same set as that Fulci flick. So you wouldn't um, consider this Giallo? No, because it was filmed in Boston. It's just, I mean, what what would make it Jallo? It's I thought it was like just Jello Italian horror. Just no, horror. no, no. Uh, Jallo, Jallo means yellow. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's that. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I do know that. But like, but like, um, you know, Jallo's like murder mysteries. Like, but see- somebody's stalking. But that's like what all of them are. Like this was a fucking mystery, dude. This guy Paul is a ham this radio was, operator. 
Sean, there's a lot of mysteries with this movie. Like, why did it get made? Where did they find these actors? But but that does not; those mysteries don't count. Like, we knew we knew that this girl and like no, because the whole the whole thing is a is a fucking mystery. Like they they like dude, the guy Paul is like searching around. Like he's like doing detective work. Sure, but we the viewers know. That there's a clown and a girl that were murdered in the house. Like, we know that before they did. You know, like a Jalo movie, you're like, who's going to be the killer? It's somebody involved. And then we find out later. You know what I mean? Like, we, like I agree. <laughs> I agree that this there's a lot of mysteries they're trying to solve in this movie. Okay. Which honestly, right. well, uh, which is... honestly could have just been summed up by the police from the get-go. Sean, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. So... We'll do our usual spiel, but you know, to jump ahead a bit, there was a murder in the house, and and later on, the cop is telling the kids that are now in the house twenty years later about this murder. And he was like, "We couldn't find out what happened to this little girl. Turns out she was just in the basement the whole time, dead." It's like, what? <laughs> what kind of a mystery is that? You, mean you couldn't find out? Did you even look? Did you even attempt to solve this? My favorite part about that is when they when they said they found the girl. In the basement, dead. They were like, uh, they, they were like, they were like, it was the weirdest thing. She had no, uh, no signs of like, no markings or no violence done to her. And it was like, yeah, yeah because she, she fucking starved to death. Exactly. <laughs> she was locked. In the she was locked in the, She was probably fine, but you were you were too busy wondering where she went. Like, uh. she fucking starved to death. He couldn't figure, he's like it was the weirdest thing she wasn't stabbed <laughs> they have a they have a scientist in this movie oh my god who 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 says word for word the only scientific explanation for this and he proceeds to give the least scientific explanation <laughs> I have ever heard in my entire life <laughs> it was my favorite thing that was like my favorite <laughs> moment in the movie. Um, I'm telling you, man, I didn't hate this movie. I, I laughed quite a bit during it. <laughs> this was uh, produced by that maniac, uh, Joe D'Amato. Yeah, Joe D'Amato. <laughs> he's fucking man. lunatic. Uh, he's done uh, Porno Holocaust, Anthropophagus. Yeah. Uh, classic uh, eating yourself movie. <laughs> classic. Porno Holocaust I watched, and it was so fucking Wait, boring. So, so I, <laughs> funny enough, you bring up a movie about some guy that eats himself. Because I posed this question the other day. Oh, if yeah. you ate yourself, would you get twice as big or completely disappear? <laughs> we'll leave that up to our listeners, guys. So <laughs> think about that, guys. Just think about it. For, give yourself like a day to think about that for real. Uh, <laughs> would you <laughs> Would you double in size or would you disappear if you ate yourself? <laughs> what, 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 where do you stand on it? At first, I was thinking you double in size, dude. I don't know I, because I think you disappear, or like you turn into like a little well, button. <laughs> well, no, no, because you're all right. Where so, does the mask go? <laughs> well, you were well, all, all like say you start at the feet, right, and eat your way up. It would all go into your stomach, which would have to double in size. So I'm thinking it's double in size. Yeah, I guess. I guess. <laughs> well, there's only one way to find out. Have Paul try it. Call, call Joe D'Amato. <laughs> um, he also uh, went on to make... he went, Not went on to. He did these prior to, I believe. Uh, <laughs> super Climax. Hard Sensation. Super Hard Love. And Caligula. Caligula, Caligula is like a... a, a dad hidden porn classic wait wait he did the caligula with uh well, you know what you know uh, what now that Malcolm i say that now that you now that i say that it's probably like the italian one <laughs> yeah of course there's no way he did caligula <laughs> i'm looking it up now he also did uh troll 2 and troll 3 <laughs> yeah i knew um yeah he, he did not do caligula okay uh, direct- so he did the Italian Caligula. <laughs> he did do uh, <laughs> he did do uh, uh, Bu- Beyond the Darkness, Buio Omega. I love oh, that yes. movie. 
Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I mean, it's chaos, but it is chaos. Uh, this is, and then to add to Joe D'Amato, they, they oh, bring, he did Monster Hunter. Yeah, with that huge uh, battle axe. On yes, the cover. yep, dude, that was Joe D'Amato week. That's right. I watched it last year. Yeah, on the no classic sense. challenge. Yeah, I, I have no clue what happened. I watched the entire movie, paid attention. I still have no clue what happened. <laughs> um, directed by Umberto Lenzi. Yes. He did Nightmare make City. Die slowly. Make Them Die Slowly. Cannibal Faroe, whatever you want to call it. And we just missed the 30th anniversary of this film, 1988, August 11th. Oh, wow. So, dude, tons of people have seen this, our listeners. Really? Dude, I've gotten so many messages. Um, Some of them... One girl was like, um, I forget her name, but it's like Rockabilly something. She's from Canada. Um, Rockabilly nurse. Yes, yes. Super nice. Super nice girl. She was saying that she used to bring this to all of her sleepovers in like middle school. And I was like, that's so fucking weird. Like I hadn't, I hadn't even started it, but it was just so weird that she had this like weird Italian flick that she was just bringing over people's houses. Um. This film is the unofficial sequel to Evil Dead. You mentioned that last week. I did. (laughs) In Italy, Evil Dead was titled La Casa, The House, and Evil Dead was La Casa 2. And then these were followed by three other unrelated horror films (laughs) titled the same thing, La Casa 3, which is this. Unbelievable. La Casa 4, which is witchery, and La Casa 5, which is Beyond Darkness. It's it's unbelievable how the Italians were able to to just do this. Be like, oh, this is called how Nightmare is, on Elm Street Two. How is that two. allowed? <laughs> how is that fucking like, like and like everyone that went there had to have been like, like because it's not like the Italian people were like, oh, what a great sequel. They had to have been like, what the fuck was that? Because <laughs> you don't watch Evil Dead Two in Italy. Go see Evil Dead Three and be like, wow, that made sense. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is so fucking bad. It's so fucking yeah. bad. Cruel Jaws. They, Dude, they did cruel. it with, like... Yeah, Cruel Jaws was an Italian unofficial yeah. sequel to Jaws. It's so insane. It's so insane. They like, did but, it, like, a hundred times with Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Um, So, that's what we have here. This is um the unofficial... And, I mean, nothing even close to related to Evil Dead. Like... Like, dude, like I was waiting for anything to happen that was even somewhat similar, and there was nothing. Nothing. Uh, I would argue it's the unofficial sequel to fucking Poltergeist. Oh yeah, I would also do because it's the same clown, and there's a scene that it there's a scene that literally happened in Poltergeist. Dude, maybe that's what it's supposed to be. They're just confused. <laughs> well, like, could, couldn't you see? Couldn't you see Poltergeist being called the house in Italy? Like, yeah, because it's a haunted house movie. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I I think we just stumbled upon uh, something here that no one gives a shit about. <laughs> <laughs> Did you catch that uh, Lindsay directed under a pseudonym? Uh yeah, yeah. Wait, the pseudonym is uh, Humphrey Humbert. <laughs> I love that. That's the funniest uh, alias. I honestly would. Uh, that's going to be my new troll name. <laughs> Humphrey Humper. <laughs> Dude, I might just change my name legally. Humphrey Humber. I think that's from something, though. The key, I mean, maybe a, a work of science fiction. Humphrey Humber. Oh, wait. I think I might be thinking of Hubert Humphrey. That's a, that's a real name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Humphrey Hubert. What a guy. Um so yeah, this is actually a lot more like poltergeist, um, in that it's a uh, it'll put you to sleep. Um <laughs> uh, they were both directed by Steven Spielberg. They were both directed by a fake guy, Humphrey Humbert <laughs> and fucking uh whatever Toby Hooper. Oh, you think you think Joe D'Amato actually helmed this one? Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's, it's the Italian scandal. 
Uh, shit. So let's start this movie. Uh, Ghost House, 1988. We open uh, with a cat screaming. Yes. And a guy, um, a man looking for little Henrietta. He goes down and finds her. He also finds his cat's fucking throat slit on the stairwell. <laughs> um, and he finds the girl with scissors. And you hear these wild ass noises and voices. Very uh, goblin-esque. Just like, <laughs> fucking weird ass shit. Um, and he starts screaming at her. Why would you do something so bad to one of God's innocent creatures? So he punishes her by saying, I'm going to leave you in the basement in the dark. Yep. And lock you down there. And I'm like, man, this must be like her step parents or like a uncle or something. It is her blood parents. <laughs> Which, honestly, that punishment is way too lenient for what she's done. You know what, dude? You're fucking right. <laughs> I didn't even think about that aspect of it. Like, like he's not even concerned. He's just, like, really pissed off. He's just like, that fucking cat. <laughs> uh, and uh, so he leaves her in the basement. She's got this clown doll that she's just, like, caressing and shit. And uh, he's like, there's like a spell on her. I don't know what it is. So they go about their business, leaving the daughter daughter locked up in the basement. And we see this weird ass demon hand holding an axe. And it busts, busts the dad's head fucking wide open. Like just splits it wide fucking open. He's dead. And again, the gore's pretty good in this movie. Oh, it's fucking phenomenal. At least at the beginning when it's going on. Like at this point, <laughs> there is a dry spell. <laughs> There's but, a huge but there is dry gore. Spell. Yes, it is good. Uh, but I was just like, I remember at this point, I was like, this movie fucking rules. Like, fuck everyone that messaged me saying this movie sucked. Um, but then things things really <laughs> tempered down quite a bit. Uh, the mom comes in. She looks at the mirror. The mirror's doing this distorting weird thing, and then explodes. Glass shoots everywhere, <laughs> and we get the classic fucking Italian uh, mangled eye scene. <laughs> Dude, Italians hate eyes. <laughs> if if you don't poke out an eye in an Italian movie, I think they fucking exile you out of the country. <laughs> I, I think so, too. Because, <laughs> like, this scene was so unwarranted. It's just, like, the mirror just, like, shatters a little bit, and then it cuts to her, and her eyes, like, fucking falling out of her fucking head. <laughs> Um, then the demon gets, and then she gets stabbed through, she gets stabbed through the throat, through the neck, like, but like, not like a throat slit. Like the guy leaves it halfway hanging out her neck. Yeah. It's punctured. It's going right through. Fucking wild. Oh my God. And then, uh, 20 years later and, uh, we get some beautiful, like Nintendo, like piano music. It's like (laughs) so obscene. Um, and we meet this guy, Paul, this guy's a fucking idiot. And not only is it an idiot, he's a ham radio operator. <laughs> and I've never seen such an idiotic. From moment one, I was like, if this is going to be the fucking plot, this is going to be terrible. <laughs> and fun fact, this guy never lets go of a ham radio throughout the entire fucking movie. <laughs> this guy has a ham radio at his beck and call the entire movie. He has one in his fucking truck. Yes, he does. Now, a ham radio, that's that's a fucking hobby, right? Right. And this guy is treating it like it's his fucking job. It is so bizarre. <laughs> no, I mean, isn't a ham radio literally just an amateur radio? Yeah. And he's just like talking to people, but he's like acting like it's his, like he's like, Jesus Christ, that guy just hung up on <laughs> me. <laughs> it's so fucking weird like it's really fucking weird and like his girlfriend's like please let's hang out and he's like hey, I gotta get back to the radio <laughs> the best part about this though is I, I guarantee there's multiple people out there that act just like that with the ham radio I mean I'm sure there are I mean like the ham radio in, in theory is an interesting thing like this guy's calling Denver I don't know if that's accurate though. <laughs> before I say it's interesting but like that that's like kind of fascinating that you could broadcast that far, but I don't think you can. <laughs> now that I, think. I don't know, I know nothing about it, but I'm sure there have been many times people with ham radios like interject into 
legitimate oh. businesses. Oh. Like, all right, you got to stop fucking calling me. Like, stop. <laughs> oh, for sure. You're not belong for, here. For sure. For sure. Uh, so this guy says he's been trying to reach Denver and then it went nuts. Um, then he heard a voice calling for help and screaming. Oh, you know what? You know why I thought this was super fucking weird? Because <laughs> he's like, hey, uh, who's more popular in Dallas? Kim Basinger? Or... And then he list names some other woman, right? And like he was like taking a poll in Dallas. It was like the weirdest hobby I've ever seen in my life. It's so fucking weird. But then you think about these people on like social media and I guess it's like the same shit. It, it definitely is. Yeah. But why Kim Basinger? I don't know. But like, why do people put up polls on Instagram about like, what do you like to eat more? Candy corn or candy butts? <laughs> I don't know. Like people just want to know shit, I guess. Just leave me the fuck alone. Me, every October, I see multiple polls about what's better, candy corn or candy pumpkins. <laughs> I mean... They're the same fucking shit. Yeah, that's... Are, are they not? Dude, Do they taste different to other people? I thought the same thing, and another fan of the show messaged me. Um, I forget who it was. Fuck. Um, and we were talking about and she called them marshmallow pumpkins. And I was like, well, she's wrong. And I was like, well, I was like, are you talking about candy corn pumpkins? And she's like, yeah, but candy corns are triangles. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. But like, it's the same shit. <laughs> like, marshmallow pumpkins. Candy, uh, marshmallow pumpkins. But they're not made of marshmallow. They're not made of marshmallow. No, they're fucking they're made candy of, corn. They're made of candy corn. They're just not. Sh- oh my god! <laughs> but like, I do think she's right. I think that's what some people call them. People call them. Like, I think that's pumpkins? like the brand. Like what the brands call them. There's no way. That's I don't true. know, man. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Candy corn. How can you call something a marshmallow pumpkin when it's not a fucking marshmallow? <laughs> Dude, if you search marshmallow, oh, oh, they're they're called they're called mellow cream. Oh, mellow cream. Yes. Okay. Okay. Which I, I mean, there's no cream, but at least it's not marshmallow. <laughs> okay. All right, mellow cream. <laughs> oh, it's fucking funny, dude. I'm fucking crying. All right. <laughs> well, anyway, this is what we these. It's the same thing. These people are ham radio operators now. Or they used to be hammer okay. operated. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what we were <laughs> um, So the guy's like, hey, uh, well, why don't we try it again? And then he literally finds it exactly the same way. Uh, we hear a guy screaming, creepy kids, doll voice. He somehow figures out how to track this in his car. <laughs> <laughs> to a remote house. To a remote <laughs> house in the woods. And in the process, they see this guy walking down the road who will learn his name is Pepe. (laughs) I don't think there's any Pepes that come from Boston, but that's fine. Uh, They see this guy, Pepe, and he's in the middle of the road. And this guy's like, hey, what's this guy doing? Never slowing down. (laughs) And the guy's not doing anything in the road, by the way. He's just walking. And then the guy stops on his brakes at the last second. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Which I imagine is something your dad would do. Like, 100%. Just never slow down until the last minute and then be like, what the fuck? That, that, I'm actually, I could probably name multiple instances where that has happened. <laughs> and, um, oh, you know what I wanted to talk about too at the top of the show? I totally forgot. Because we, we, we've, this is so random and this is like totally off the rails, but I wanted to bring this up at the beginning. And I totally forgot to, um, did you see Metallica, Metallica's tribute to Prince? You're a big Prince fan. Uh, Metallica. I am. And I'm a fan of Metallica. Metallica, Metallica covered when doves cry, um, in honor of a legend. Yes. What did uh, you think? Did it live? Up, would, what would Prince say? <laughs> Prince would probably, if Prince could, 
He'd probably just come back to life and kill himself after <laughs> hearing that. <laughs> so bad. I, th- I feel. I feel like if if you and I were to record a, a, a tribute cover of When Doves Cry right now, it would sound just the same. I, dude, I completely agree, and I have no musical talent whatsoever. And I like. <laughs> I'm like. I'm not one of those people that thinks they have musical talent. Like I know I don't. And I listen to that. And I respect almost all musicians because of that. Like, I'm just like, I don't like criticizing them because I'm like, it's fucking insane. That honestly sounded like, like fucking dog shit. Like I've never. It was the most most untalented thing I've ever. Dude, it was, no one was on time. Like, I didn't even know what the fuck I was listening to. Like, I was honestly. I don't know. I don't know. I've I've heard lots of criticisms about Kirk before, but I mean Kirk and Shred. I don't know what the fuck he was doing on that song. <laughs> the strumming was uh, it was a fucking nightmare. It was so fucking weird, dude. It was so fucking weird. And then that big mope. He just like he he looks just like our friend uh, Adam Grig. Oh shit, Adam. <laughs> Adam. He looks like our friend Adam. Like, he's just like this big, like, meathead guy. And he's, like, trying to sing When Doves Cry. Such a fucking gentle ballad. Who let, who let Robert sing that song? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> when Doves Cry. That, Sean, that was way more in tune. <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. That was so fucking funny. All right. Let's talk about this piece of shit Italian movie, though. Um. Before your neighbors fucking start shooting. <laughs> um, so they track this guy. They track this to his house. They meet this guy, Pepe, who... It, <laughs> does he come into play again? Sort of. <laughs> does Does either scene mean anything? Not at all. <laughs> Pepe will appear later because uh, he'll walk into the house. And then that's it. And then we'll see him dead later. And so it's a lot of wasted footage here. A lot of wasted footage. Um, Except that they accused Pepe of robbing $5 off of them, which really looking at this now, knowing that he's not a part of the plot, just seems like a weird racist thing to include in it. But that's fine. That's whatever, man. Um, He he was in the bed of the truck. And that girl was like, I think he stole $5 from my pocket. (laughs) He also has the same uh, creepy skeleton hand, ghoul hand from before. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's amazing. Um, so they track this radio down to this house. I don't know how. They meet this groundskeeper who's like, there's only rats in there now. And then just walks into the woods. <laughs> um, <laughs> the house is abandoned, but they go in anyway. Uh, and then... We see this guy holding an ice pick walking up the stairs and he busts in and he's like, what are you doing here? And they have a conversation that was so stupid. It was <laughs> hands down one of the dumbest conversations. He says, what are you doing here? Uh, nothing. We're just looking for that. And he points to another ham radio. <laughs> Paul finds a ham radio in a house that is not his. And then that guy's like, oh, yeah, it's mine. The guy's like, you live here? Paul's like, you live here? The guy's like, uh, no, I'm here on vacation. I'm in the camper parked in the yard. I'm here with my brother and his girlfriend. My sister Tina's here with us, too. My name's Tim. <laughs> One of the worst written scenes I've ever seen in my life. It's got to be. Can you imagine being like an Italian and trying to write? Do they write in Italian and then translate it, you think? They might. Well, remember um, that documentary that came out for Troll 2? Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure all the actors in it were like, yeah, this guy spoke zero English. He <laughs> just like, tried to direct us like, by using his hands and like, pointing at things. <laughs> so I think that might be the case. <laughs> That's so funny. Also, were these people dubbed or no? They dub, well, they dub everything. They even dub English actors. Yeah, so I, I it was definitely dubbed over. Yeah, but like those guys, those guys were talking. Like it was their voices. Yeah, it was like, it, they yeah. just re-recorded it for some reason. I, dude, I don't know why they do that. I think that's one of the most interesting things: recording zero audio on the on the site. 
Uh, dude, honestly, I, I want to like really. We should we should make like a documentary on this shit. Like why all the shit why that we the find. Italians, why are the Italians doing this? <laughs> it's so fucking weird. And I, I mean, I think it's like a sound quality issue on site. Like instead of having to like instead of recording it, like they're saving money by just like dubbing everything. But I can't imagine it saves that much money because they have to come in and do all the work yeah, again. It, it must cost double. Like just hire a, a guy to hold a boom mic. <laughs> it can't be. It's, <laughs> it's so fucking weird. Um yeah, so they so Tim is also a ham radio operator, I guess. Fucking asinine, man. It's so fucking stupid. So <laughs> then the guy so Paul's like, hey man, I've got these tapes, and it sounds like you screaming. And he plays it, and Tim's like, It does sound like me screaming. <laughs> <laughs> and he's so perplexed by it. Yeah, he's like, but I didn't scream. That sounds like my sister Tina. We just got here. <laughs> Uh, then we meet Susan. No, no, wait, no, 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 no. I think what he, <laughs> I wish I wrote this down because I think what he actually says is, "That's not my voice." Okay, that is my voice. <laughs> yeah. He says it just like that. Like there is no, no moment of like arguing, no moment of disbelief. He uh, just changes his mind. <laughs> That's a hundred percent what he says. <laughs> oh fuck! Um, and we meet Susan. She shows up on a motorcycle. I guess that's. I don't know, man. I, I all these people look the same. By the way, I could not tell any <laughs> Paul and this other guy. No idea. I could not tell them apart. Like it's fucking weird. Um, Susan shows up. We meet a couple other dudes. Like they're all siblings and shit. I, I don't know. Yeah, but the thing is, none of them matter. But none, none of it matters, sort of. But it does matter because later, um, a sibling will die. Their brother will die. A gruesome death. Yeah, but why does that matter? In front of them. Because, I mean, it only matters in the sense that literally no one reacts to it. Like, they cart his body off. The police and the ambulance come, cart his corpse out of the house. And everyone's like, oh, well, we better figure out what's going on in this house. Uh, uh, that is so, it was so baffling to me because they cared so little and they stayed in this house that they have no right to stay in. And even the police officer was like, you're trespassing. Yeah. Like, this is this wouldn't have happened if you were not trespassing. And it's none of your and then fucking he's business. like, you guys better. He's like, you guys better get out of here. And then that, that's that's the end of that. He leaves and they just stay there. Dude, it's the weirdest fucking thing, because that's actually one of my notes later is is for a movie that's supposed to be the sequel to Evil Dead. Right. They're trapped in a cabin. They can't fucking leave. Uh, there's no way out. They're in the middle. They're, they're in the middle of the woods. And I mean, I can't remember shit about those, but I know like, isn't the bridge destroyed in one of them or like, yeah. So Bruce Campbell tries to leave and the, the bridge like collapses. Like there's no physical way to get out. Yeah. 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 So like, that's what I thought, but I I don't know. Cause there's like two of them that are identical. So, um, yeah. Remember how mad you made me when you were arguing and getting people to agree on Twitter that evil Dead two was far superior and then we went to cult classics and watched evil dead 2 and within like 30 30 minutes you're like one is so much better yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like dude it was like very evident it was so weird it was so weird because like, as soon as that, that little claymation guy's like frolicking around doing pirouettes that's right turned to me you're like yeah one's so much better <laughs> It's so true. Um, that was so funny. But like, but like these people, like these people actually go home for a period. <laughs> like Paul and his girlfriend, Martha are like, all right, we're going to go back to Boston. And they go back to Boston <laughs> and then come back to the fucking house. <laughs> like it's fucking crazy. It's like the craziest thing I've ever seen. And that's why it's to- also, again, they have no reason to be there other than he heard something on his ham radio. I would fucking sp- and and the case should have been closed because there's people in the house whose voices match. Like there's there's no reason. Oh yeah, you'd fucking. Like, all that happened was that guy was like, "Hey, that's not my voice," and he's like, "Oh, I, I guess it is my voice." And then why wouldn't you just be like, "Okay, it's just this guy. He's a fucking asshole. I'm going home." 
There's no mystery there. There There's nothing to solve at that time. There is no mystery, man. It's so fucking funny. But guess what, guys? Don't worry. They'll stay in this house for the next hour. Um and and trying to figure out this this uh this mystery of uh the my, my next note is in all caps and it just says bunch of talking because that's what happens for like the next oh I have a, I have a bunch of those man like there was a period where I was just like I don't even know what the fuck is happening like they hear Martha screaming in the basement there's all this boring family drama I, like I don't even know what's happening like these Italians I tell you what <laughs> these fucking Italians they they uh. They just drag out a dramatic story out of nothing. Like, <laughs> this does not need to be that dramatic. This does not need to be that dramatic. And yet, it's so dramatic. Like, there's so much drama in this. It's so stupid. Um, there's some creepy stuff. The little girl's on TV with the clown. Uh, Jim, who's the brother, he goes to the basement because he hears some screams. Um, he sees the girl with the clown. And then... A fucking flan bit. A, a fan turns on. This this scene. This is the one I was uh, referring to earlier. The fucking fan blade turns on, but only one. So, you know, it's a typical four-bladed fan. It's not attached to a motor or anything. It just, it just turns on. And only one of the blades somehow comes off and just fucking kills this guy. It lodges right into his face. Yes. Which, the, the kill scene itself, not bad. Fine. But earlier I was talking about the cop, after this guy's dead, the cop is talking with a scientist, and he's like, there's no scientific, or, or I forget what he says, but the, then the scientist is like, there's only one scientific explanation to explain this. He's like, the fan turned on and one of the blades snapped off and hit him in the face. And you're like, yeah, that, that's exactly what happened. It doesn't explain anything. Yeah. Even the cop is like, the cop, <laughs> the cop's like, yeah, uh, it was not attached to the motor and there was no electricity. And the scientist is like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Things like that happen all the time. And the cop, he's like, don't you remember that other time something happened that we couldn't explain? And the cop's like, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> that is literally what the scientist says. The scientist's proof that, that his logic makes no sense is that like, Hey, remember the last time things didn't add up? <laughs> And the cop's like, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> Case closed. And the dude's scientific explanation was literally just stating what, what happened. Imagine living in this fucking town. What a nightmare. <laughs> like, imagine your family member gets, like, murdered Did and the cops are, like, doing shit like this. And the way the scientist delivers that line, too, he's like, it was the blade of a fan. Like, yeah, we know, man. It's lodged in his face. Like, anybody could just look at it and, and tell you that. And the reason he's saying that is because he's like, like when the cop sits down, the scientist is like, officer, the, 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 the fan blade went up and the cop's like, yeah, <laughs> and the guy's like, well, there's only one way that could happen. <laughs> Such a fucking idiot. And he doesn't uh, explain that one way. He just says what happened again. <laughs> well, after that, so Jim's dead. After that, Tina's in the basement. She finds the fucking Looney Tune uh, groundskeeper who, who's now carrying around a cleaver. Chases chases her outside. Um, it, it, all this crazy shit's happened. The, 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 the groundskeeper chases her. Upstairs, the guy Mark, who's the other ham radio <laughs> operator, sees a dog and throws a candlestick at it. But the dog disappears. <laughs> I put that on Instagram today. <laughs> it's fucking well, the most idiotic. Before thing. the dog, before the dog disappears, the candlestick disappears. Dude, like, dude while okay. hitting the dog. Okay, thank you so much for telling me that because I thought I lost my mind for a minute. Like I, I thought my brain broke while I was watching that. Like I was like, I swear I just saw the candlestick disappear, but then it reappears on the ground. It's on the ground. Yeah. It disappeared before hitting the dog, and the dog's gone, and the cat. But but I will say, the guy that threw it delivers the best piece of acting in this entire movie because his eyes are so fucking shocked when the when it goes through the dog. <laughs> oh fuck! Um, so the groundskeeper is about to kill this girl. 
and uh, Mark steps in, stops the fight. He starts fighting the farmer. They tie him up. I, I don't really understand what's happening, but they, they tie up the, the fucking groundskeeper. Right. Yes. The groundskeeper is such a doofus. Dude, and he, he stays in this movie for so fucking long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and his demise, is that explained? No. Not at is all. His, is his role at all explained? No. Not at all. Did I miss that? Why, like, why is he the groundskeeper? And why is he doing what he's doing? Well, I mean, the one thing that they do explain about him is that he's from a mental institution. And for some reason, the state was like, why don't you be a groundskeeper at this fucking sure, haunted sure. house? No, <laughs> no that's, that's fine. But, like, why, why is this happening? I mean, that doesn't even make sense. Like, the, the, this guy clearly needs to be locked up. He just, like, walks into the woods. Like... Yeah, no, no, it it makes no sense, and that's not an explanation. It, it doesn't tell you why. How is he involved with any of this? Yeah, and and it's all insane. It's the, the whole thing's fucking insane. And like, again, like this goes back to them not leaving. Like, some guy just tried to murder you, and instead of just leaving because they have nothing to lose, they just like start investigating more, and it makes zero sense whatsoever. Like, you have a man tied up, and your brother's dead. Right. Like, well, this is not a good situation. <laughs> so this girl goes into this room, Tina, and paranormal stuff starts happening, right? Oh, you mean the scene from Poltergeist? <laughs> the scene from Poltergeist, except... Just feathers everywhere. Listen, listen, let's face it. Like, if this happened, you'd shit your pants, right? Because it's fucking... Sure. It's paranormal. But really, in terms of paranormal activity, this is literally the nicest it would get. Like, even though I'd shit my pants, I think halfway through I'd be like, well, at least they're not like the ghosts in the movies. Because yeah, all, yeah, yeah, like get a grip, like it, it's fucking feathers. All it. this goes so much worse. Dude, and it's like gently blowing. It's not even like a, a tornado of feathers. It's just like, it looks like they right. used a hairdryer to blow the feathers around. Like, Right, and you're right. At first you shit your pants like, why is this happening? But eventually you just be like, this you know, this isn't that bad. There's probably a logical explanation because it's just fucking fat. This is fucking weird. Yeah. And just inflatable toys in the room, What? which yeah. dude, they clearly used inflatable toys just so they could blow them. Like they had no real toys in the room. It was like these fake inflatable ones. It was amazing. Um, Did you see how she was <laughs> emptying that, that chest? It was the most, nobody's ever emptied a chest that aggressively before ever. She's just <laughs> violently throwing things behind her. <laughs> <clears throat> well, she's a great actress because right now the clown toy jumps up and starts strangling her. Yeah. <laughs> and the girl is literally holding the hands on her neck. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I noticed that too. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, I thought she was fucking dead, but she's not. Uh, she lived through that. Um, <laughs> which is whatever. Uh, the cops show up. They tell the kids, hey, they're like, hey, do you know what happened here 20 years ago? <laughs> and they're like, no. And they're like, yeah, double murder. Found them all butchered one afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I was on that case, so I'm still pretty familiar with it. <laughs> <laughs> and by familiar, I will tell you every detail about the case right now. <laughs> um, so the brother's fucking dead. That's it. They know about it. And literally just going about their day as if no one has died. <laughs> like Paul, yeah. Paul and Martha are like, yeah, we're going to go back to Boston real quick and work on the computer. And then the other guys are like, yeah, I guess we'll go back. But then they all end up back at the house. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happens. Um, <laughs> back at the house, though, Paul and his girlfriend are fighting because his girlfriend is basically kind of like, end this. Like, what what are you talking about? And Paul is uh, trying to say that... <laughs> Paul's trying to say that you could be a telepath. And I don't know why he's talking about this. But he thinks you can see the future for some reason. And his evidence of this, he's like, hey, you remember that psychopath Jack the Ripper? <laughs> <laughs> and his girlfriend's like, yeah. And then Paul starts explaining that there was a priest that that claimed to have seen the murder happen for the last woman the day before. <laughs> and him and his girlfriend fight for about five minutes in the movie about, about whether this is true or not. 
And it's so it means nothing whatsoever to the movie. It might have been just a real couple fighting. <laughs> like, who the fuck else would fight about that? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck is happening? So Pepe, uh, you know, he he's there, and Pepe's gonna sleep in the house, and we'll find him dead in a little bit because it makes it means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, but you were saying that it's probably just a real couple fighting, and I I fully subscribe to that theory. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. The couple is definitely fighting. Uh, that's just a real couple, just like arguing about Jack the Ripper's fucking priest. Um, <clears throat> Paul. Now we we'll cut to Paul, who is now back in town visiting a funeral home. Of <laughs> this is where it's the murder mystery, dude. He has tracked the old owners of the house down to this funeral home where he just walks into the embalming room for some reason. Like he just fucking walks back there while this guy's embalming some woman. Also that woman looks like shit. Not, this is not a murder mystery. I don't care how you spin it. There's nothing. Dude, he's the real, if you want to argue that's a Jalo film, because no, you can't. You can't. I, I, I won't accept it. He's got a. He's 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 got a clue. He's looking for. Honestly, the only mis- the only mystery is how that fan turned on <laughs> and broke off. <laughs> and that does not warrant it being labeled as a Jalo film. Yeah. Well, he talks to this guy that owns the funeral home. Um, by the way, everyone is very quick to give up every bit of information they, they have. So Paul's like, hey, you know this guy, Sam, that owned the house? And he's like, oh, yeah, Sam stole lots of shit from dead people. <laughs> and Paul's like, hmm, do you remember anything specifically he took? And the guy's like, well, oh, yes. One time he stole a doll from a girl. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is happening? And he did it because he he's like, hey, my daughter would get a kick out of this doll. <laughs> uh, some people, man. Some people. Um, well, they leave. And, oh, they leave the funeral home and the fucking groundskeeper is watching from a bush. Like, like the fucking Homer Simpson gif. <laughs> when, when he when he like creeps back in, yeah, yeah, the one where he like slowly backs into the tree. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, uh, the farmer goes in. He kills the funeral owner with the hammer. Like, dude, at this point, the groundskeeper—I called him a farmer—but the groundskeeper <laughs> is like the main murderer in this. He, he he has more bodies than anybody else. To a point where you're not sure where this movie is going. And guess what? He is not like the main guy. <laughs> like, he, like I said, his role in all of this is not explained. And it's very bizarre. It's so fucking bizarre. It's really fucking weird. Um, so, uh, oh yeah, they, the autopsy reveals it was the fan. <laughs> um Let's see. They, they they just talk about nothing for so long. Tina goes inside though. Finally, she sees some dead mice and spider webs. Oh, this murder, this death is like the weirdest thing I've ever seen. So Tina's just like walking around. She sees spiders in in, or she sees mice in spider webs. She, she screams, and then a fucking guillotine comes from the roof. Guillotine cuts her in half. Cuts her in fucking half. I've ne- like, like, there's nothing in the house that would do that. Like, it was a legitimate guillotine. Like, it makes no fucking also, sense. Also, what, what angle would it have had to fall at to cut her in half the way it did? It, I mean, because it literally cut her in the middle, like one of those magician tricks when they saw you in half. That was what she looked like. Yeah, it was insane. Um, it's so fucking stupid. Um. And then, uh, you know, some weird shit starts happening. Blood's coming out of the sink now. Um, while Susan's in the bathroom, Tina walks in. You're just, but you're at this point, you're just like, who, who gives a shit? But then Tina <laughs> turns into a clown 
and try strength. <laughs> I, <laughs> try strength. I don't know why, her. but I, I, I laugh so hard at, <laughs> at the transition from her to the clown. <laughs> and then the clown fucking disappears. So yeah. all, all for nothing. All for nothing. Oh, God damn it. I mean, I don't even want, like, the ending of this is just so convoluted. It's such a fucking mess. The groundskeeper, because Paul is just, like, driving around asking questions to characters we've never met before. Paul's just driving around. The groundskeeper finds them. The groundskeeper's on foot, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) He does not have a vehicle, and he has chased them to a cemetery where he then chases Martha... Or I thought it was Martha. I don't know, man. Yeah, he chases Martha into some building that has a jail cell. And Martha gets a fucking light smashed on her. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, By, like, the mummy or zombie hand that we saw at the beginning of the movie. Yes. It's like like this pale-ass hand. So, there is this weird element of supernatural still going on. (laughs) (laughs) but uh, keep in mind, like we've we've been talking for an hour now. Yeah, and that's like the real time of this movie. Yeah, yeah. Pretty so much. we have it's about to end. Yeah, and we, we don't have much explanation. Nothing, nothing else. Nothing has really been explained. <laughs> As a matter of fact, it'll get more confusing because Paul, who is looking for my Martha, finds a groundskeeper who has hung himself. <laughs> From a fucking tree. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, and, and not only that, but Paul's reaction. Like, by the way, this guy tried to kill somebody that you know. Um, he's just been a general lunatic. And Paul sees him and is like, oh. And just like well, runs away. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. Um, but Paul saves Martha. So, that's good for him. Um. Susan, she's in the house. She finds Pepe, who's been, I guess, scalped. I, I don't know. And then the other guy, Mark, I think his name is, falls into a pit of water. Of milk? <laughs> or milk. You milk. mean milk? Milk. <laughs> it's the floor what is that co- supposed to be? The floor collapses under him, and he is covered in milk. Dude, I don't know what it's supposed to be, because apparently... After he gets out, he's lumbering around like a fucking zombie. (laughs) And then while this is happening, Susan is waiting around the corner. Okay, so, like, there's those good death scenes where, like, you know, like, somebody is just like, I'm going to kill. I can hear the bad guy. And they think whoever's coming around the corner is the bad guy. And they stab him. And then it's like, oh, shit, that's my brother. It's not the bad guy type of thing. Right. Um, They do that so poorly in this because Mark turns the corner and she she gets a look at him. Like she looks at him for about three seconds and then is like, eh, whatever, and then stabs him. And then and then it's like, oh my god, this is Mark. <laughs> oh fuck. Um so Paul is alive and so is Martha. They're our last two. They somehow start hearing more shit through the ham radio. Uh, and, and, and I don't even know what's happening, but Paul runs to the grave of the girl. <laughs> Can you explain what happens here? I don't. No. <laughs> okay. I just want to make sure because, because the girl. He finds the grave of the girl who is buried with the clown. Right. And Susan is in, Susan is in the house being chased by nothing or She's she's barricaded herself in. She thinks somebody's coming after her. She barricades herself in a room. Paul's... By the way, why is Martha just sitting in the car for this movie? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Martha's in the car doing nothing. Paul runs to this grave and finds, like you said, the girl with the clown. By the way, this girl died 20 years ago. She... She is a full... Uh, perfectly preserved. Girl. <laughs> perfectly preserved. Still breathing, actually. Um... <laughs> and then well and then and then this motherfucking maggot filled grim reaper shows up dude the, the, somehow the, the the grim reaper opens the fucking door first of all has any like 
using the Grim Reaper costume that you get at like Party City as your end villain is so fucking bad. <laughs> and it's it is it's this Grim Reaper. It's a skeleton. It's like an anatomy skeleton with a robe on, and they just like taped worms to its face. <laughs> <laughs> it was so stupid looking. It was so bad. And th- there is four minutes left to this movie. And this is the first time we are seeing <laughs> there first time we are seeing the supernatural being that is doing all this. Although he hasn't really done all that much. <laughs> he, he, he's done nothing. And he's about to be thwarted so easily. <laughs> yep. Because Paul lights this poor girl's grave on fire. <laughs> <laughs> burning her corpse and the doll and the the skeleton's gone <laughs> why did he think to do that <laughs> i don't know because really the only thing that was bad about this was the the doll right like that's what it's like i think that's the like again dude this was supposed to be poltergeist this is not evil dead because that doll was basically like that's the what i'm Indian- saying that doll was the yeah. Indian burial ground and it right. came from a dead person that he was like, fuck you. I'm going to take your doll. <laughs> so he really didn't have to burn the poor girl's corpse, <laughs> but he just lit it all on fire and he didn't have a reason to do that. Um, and then the cops come and Paul is like acting as if he's a police officer now too. And the cops radio it in. And he's like, yeah, the groundskeeper killed everyone and then killed himself. And Paul's like, you're not going to tell him the truth. (laughs) (laughs) And the cop is like, why the fuck would I tell them about ghosts and curses? (laughs) 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 It's like the most logical ending to a movie, a horror movie ever made. (laughs) Like, of course, I'm not going to tell him that, you fucking idiot. You fucking dimwit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but that, I, did, I did love that <laughs> dude it's so good it's so good and the that's not the end though that's not the end no, no. <laughs> the best no. ending of all time <laughs> happens uh martha and paul they're back in boston martha's at a uh, store and sees the doll or she sees a clown doll right yes then she hears paul yelling from across the street and he's like hey martha <laughs> And then Martha turns, then turns back to look at the doll. And it's like the evil chuckles clown. He's got sharp teeth. And she's like, oh, my God. And then the clown proceeds to change the 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 the, the pedestrian crosswalk to from stop to go. Paul jogs across Paul, the street. Paul crosses the street. <laughs> And he gets hit by a fucking bus. He gets hit by a fucking bus. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> I, I honestly, did. I'm okay with it as long as Paul's fucking dead. As long as Paul's fucking dead. All right. So that was... Boy, that was Ghost House, man. That was fucking yeah. Ghost House. Um, so, guys, this Thursday, Orlando, come out. Everyone in Florida, come to our show. Uh, it's at the Falcon in Orlando, Florida. Um, it's our, show, at, our show is Friday, right? Friday, yep, nine p.m. Okay. Um, yeah, you said I, Thursday. I said Thursday. Sorry. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, but we'll, we'll be heading down Thursday. Yeah, we'll, we'll be, be at the Horror Nights. The Thursday Horror Night. night. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Thursday night. I figure we do that Thursday so we can uh, we'll, we'll have some good tales of to tell for Friday. Okay. Um, or we could just go try and find Uncle Luke and get on his yacht. Oh, that has bad news written all over it, and I'm all for it. <laughs> that would be so bad. That would be so bad. Um, we wouldn't be coming home if that happens. Uh, and we're doing Manos, Hands of Fate. So come on out, have some fun, hang out with us. And uh, yeah, that's it, guys. Um, so uh, facebook.com slash I hate horror, I hate horror.com. And um, do you want to plug uh, social media? I'm at I hate horror. Sh- I'm at I hate horror on basically everything. I'm at uh, Boogish1985 on Instagram, Horror Show Joe on Snapchat. And that's it, gang. So for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios.
my dice set. Guys, guys, guys.